Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome to Two Gays and One Mic. You have Jared and myself. Period, poop. This episode, we're going to just do a little introduction so that you guys can get to know us more on an intimate level. Um, but this one is going to be all about Jared over here. Me? So we're going to get into him. Me? <clears throat> and just so, I'm delighted. So Jared, huh? just tell us a little bit about yourself. That's a really vague question. Like, give me some specifics. Like, what do you want to know about me? So you said you're from Florida. Where in Florida are you from? Jacksonville, Duval County, 904. What's Ooh. up? Ooh, okay, What's up? okay, okay. What's up? Um, What you over there thinking about? Nothing. I'm just taking it in. I'm just taking in all of what you're saying. I'm getting all of who Jared is. You act like you don't know me. You act like I'm a stranger. I mean not. I feel attacked. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. But back to me. Back to more. Back to, back to you know, squash me. Um, growing up in Jacksonville is fun. It's a very laid back city. A lot of people connect being from Florida as country bumpkin, crazy swamp people. Which we're not. Um, I, I, I thought y'all was all alligator hunters. But we don't do. hunt alligators. We don't hunt alligators like y'all. We call animal control on alligators. That's, that's who hunt the alligators. <laughs> we ain't got time to be playing with alligators. We ain't got time for that. Mm. But it's a very laid back town. I will say, growing up, you know, we got to go to the beach all the time. I've always stayed in predominantly black neighborhoods. So I was always surrounded by very cultured people. I was always in a melanated environment. Jacksonville is 50 uh, 50s, 50%, you know, African American, 50% other. Um, is that where you um, went to school also? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, school was okay. So, all the way up until fifth grade, I went to neighborhood schools. And then middle school, I had received a scholarship to go to Trinity Christian Academy, which is a Christian school. Mm. Girl, you're about to be a got priest. Got, got, <laughs> you was going into the priesthood. Okay, with the little white collar. I see you. You will be the next Pope Francis. Hey, you thought. You think. Little do you know, I got kicked out eighth grade. Uh, <laughs> definitely got. I was asked to withdraw. <laughs> they saw you sidelining the little boys. No, I. Uh, it was a lot that happened. I was on the football team. I. Didn't think I was gonna make it on the football team. I faked an asthma attack to get off the football team. <laughs> also, I faked a fight to get off the football team. Like I told my mom that I got into a fight, and that's why I came home early. It was a lot. I didn't expect to be put on the junior varsity football team. I didn't. I only tried out because I felt like you know they think I'm straight, so let me go ahead and try out. Didn't think I was gonna make it. So once I made it and they was trying to make me do all type of hard label, I was like, nah, mm. nah. So I faked all that, got, got myself off the football team. <sighs> I wrote a letter. This was a time during the academy was going through some type of controversy with allegations of uh, rape. Um, so I was in computer class typing away. Click, 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 click. Y'all are... Y'all are raising pedophile. Like I was, I was a very opinionated person in middle school. Um, I was very loud too. And so my 
dumbass, and I will call myself a dumbass for that one. I printed the document, and at, in that class, well, the printer was uh, linked to all the computers, so everything went to one printer, which was at the teacher's desk. Printed the document, forgot to go get the document. The teacher got it and uh, gave it to the dean of boys, and then I was called into the office. Other incidents went down where I, I um, one teacher got offended that I mistook her as pregnant, and I think I called her ugly. I was a hot mess in middle school. Obviously. I was a hot mess. But I will say that I did a lot to be taken out of that environment. I didn't like that environment. And my mom was not letting up because, A, I had a scholarship, so my tuition was entirely free. And she was like, you're in a private school. It was literally, Mookie, a 45-minute drive from my house. Mm. And my mom would drop me off at like... 6 30 in the morning before she went to work. See, they'd be too early for kids to get up. I'd be tired. I still can't get up for that time. I still be tired. Child, yeah. So after I got kicked kicked out of that, my ass got kicked out of that. I went to um it was in the middle of my eighth grade year. So I only had maybe four months left. I went to this alternative school called North Florida Educational Institute. Um, and it sounds all swanky. It does. It sounds all nice and stuff. Um, child, that was an alternative school. It was one of those schools that still practice paddling. That was my first time in the environment of being told I was going to be paddled. And my mama wasn't going for that. So I'm glad that that didn't happen. And granted, at that time, it was I only went to that school because it was literally, I could walk there. Right. I could walk there. Um, so... Ninth grade came around. I went to Frank H. Peterson Academies of Technology, where I was in their culinary arts program. Also was a part of the Glee Club. Graduated high school with my diploma and my certificates to work. Um, my Florida ready to work and my safe staff, and all, safe staff and surf safe, all that. Graduated with all that. Hmm. Interesting. I, I didn't know y'all did all that. I mean, in Louisiana, you just graduate. Well, well, they have. <laughs> I went to I went to a magnet school, and so they and it was also a trade school. So as you're getting your, I was our diploma. You're also getting a, like you're in a trade. So they had culinary arts, they had automotive, they had communications, mm-hmm. they had uh, cosmetology. Nursing. They didn't have nursing at mine. Childcare, bio something something with growing plants. Bio something something with growing plants though. Mm-mm. You would think I would know. I would. That's why I was hoping you was going. You know. Chime in there, friend. You know, no, I'm gonna just go ahead on and sit back and relax. Some confuses you. It was bio something though, but it was with plants. I only know about it because I used to skip in the lady class all the time. High school was really where Jared figured out who the hell he is. Ninth, tenth, and the first part of eleventh grade were kind of, kind of, kind of hard for me. Uh, very much so in a cloudy space. I came out to my mom at fifteen. But I came out to her. I didn't. I wasn't necessarily like, "Mom, I'm gay." <laughs> it was more of like, "Mom, I think I, I think I'm gay." And the story behind that, I guess you're gonna ask me what my uh, my coming out story is. But I mean, since you said it, we might as well jump on into that. Cause I mean, I'm curious. I I still don't even know. Like you never went into detail in the story with me, so I'm still curious on what yeah. was that process like. Okay. What was the process? Okay, so you're going to laugh at me. <laughs> you know I was a choir boy, right? Right, so literally after we coming off the pulpit from singing, 
Oh Lord, Jared. Um, so I pulled my mom outside the church. And I was like, Mom, I think I'm gay. <laughs> you think? I said I thought too. Yeah. No, no. Because I still had attraction to females. But at the same time, I was attractive to men. Little did I know that I wouldn't it wouldn't be longer before I realized that I really am not attracted to females. Um my mom was very open with that. Um I come from a very eccentric family, I should say. My sister's gay. My god brother is gay. Mm. My godmom, who's also my mom's best friend, is gay. My sister had a gay phase, but it ain't stick. But you know, everybody got the gay. Um, yeah, so like my mom was very much so. You can be gay. I don't care. You know, at first she thought I was bi. She was like, "You can be bi, whatever, whatever." Um, one thing she was like, "Well, if you're gonna be gay, though, you're gonna learn to protect yourself." But you learn how to fight. You mm. want to protect yourself because you are a target. Right. Um, so yeah, my mom was very open with it. Um, my sister, I really didn't tell my sister, like tell her vocally till I was in my adult life. Mm. She she picked up after a while. But I've been shaped like this my entire life. So I guess they kind of figured out, you know, in school, different situation. Different situation. Because uh, I lost I lost my virginity to a girl. Whoo, child. How was that? Horrible. I wouldn't know. Horrible. I don't even think I could find it on a woman if I look. Really? <laughs> I could never, find it. I've never been down there. I could find it. It was a horrible situation. I, and that was the first and only time I've ever had sex with a woman. And it was a bad experience. That I don't know if I want to go into that story because I don't want to air old girl out like that. Ah, uh, but we the, the people want to know. The people want the to people know. is wondering. Okay, I I okay. We don't say no names, but I'm curious. I ain't gonna say no names, but I'll I'll give you a shortened. Yeah, please. It's, edu- it's for educational purposes. Um, it was for me. I guess because I had never really seen what the fuck was going on in that situation. Mm. Um, after we were done, you know, like done, done, like completely done. Well, in the midst, coming to a close. Interesting. Um, I felt warm liquids going down Ooh, my. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, ma'am, no harm And to this day, I'm not sh- quite sure if it was piss or if it was, you know. Old girl was enjoying. Alrighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel me? I, I don't necessarily know the dynamics still to this day. Hand, in front of the hand you touched her with. It's been like 10, 11, 12 uh-uh, years. You still got her juices on your hand. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, don't touch me. Get it off me. You came out your mama juices. That's a different story. Anyways. But yeah, but yeah, that was a bad experience for me. It Ooh. was kind of, if you want to, you want to talk about trauma, that was kind of traumatizing. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, why? I really felt like she peed on me. That's what I felt like in the end. Um, yeah, that's what I felt like in the end. I was like, this she just this girl just gave me a golden shower in her bed, ooh, and we literally just sat there. Ooh. We sat there and looked at each other like, what, what the f? Like, 
Yeah. Jared, you got my throat got an itch, so you can't. Uh, uh, you that's my, the only thing itching. You're making everything itch. That's the only thing itching. I'm breaking out in hives. Hi, you were over here, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I did lose my virginity to a girl. However, that was not the experience that I enjoyed. Okay, we need to let that one go like frozen. We're gonna act like that one ain't never happened. Y'all. Let it go. Well, I I like to let acknowledge go. that because you know, like for instance, you. You've never had sex with a woman, no. And, you know, so I, I'm, I, I've always felt like you know, every I'm not every gay man, but most gay men should have had had that experience. They should not have. <laughs> they knew what they was doing. We're not getting into this discussion. Well, right you now. have to have that experience. In the, I mean, I would say had, I, I, mm. but for me, it's it was beneficial for me to have that experience, so I know what I like and what I don't like. Oh, see, I'm a very she gave me good head, though. I will say, uh uh-uh. uh, the head was no, uh uh, we is not gonna, nope, I do not. Uh, mm, nope. <laughs> Thank you, it was good, though. Thank you, thank the you head. for your service. I'm, I'm pulling but, up Shawnee O'Neill, thank but, you. But anyway, um, so yeah, Ooh, that was I lost, I lost my virginity going into That's ninth grade. But still was very much so a curious child. Mm. I still had this Buick on my back. It was a Cadillac at that point. Ah, so Jared, <laughs> when well, how old were you when you had your first experience with a male, and what was it like? Um, my first experience with a man was with someone that was older than me. Mm-hmm. I was 16, going on 17. And it was a guy in my neighborhood. I want to say he was like 22. Um, but yeah, he had saw me walking home. He picked me up, asked me if I needed a ride, and the bitch was sweating hard and shit. Well, like and you or him? Me? I was. I won't say I was sweating hard, but mm. I was walking home and you know had a nice little walk. So he asked me if I needed a ride home, and so he took he. I got in the car and he was smoking. He asked me if I wanted to hit his blunt, and I was like, "No, no, thank you." And then he put the blunt out, and I, I remember he kept looking at me, and he kept like grabbing his pants. You know how you know how men you know they grab the crotch, whatever, trying to you know nonverbal communication. Don't be looking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm visualizing. Come on. Okay, you visualize. Okay, he was driving a Buick, <laughs> a champagne color Buick. Mm-hmm. Um, and so already I was like, "Oh God!" And he asked me if I was gay. As soon as he those words came out his mouth, I ain't gonna lie, my little <laughs> my little thing right there jumped. I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait." So he pulled up to his spot. Well, his what, hap- what happened to taking me home? His father was on the way. Mm-hmm. I was about to say. Mm-hmm. He lived, he lived like maybe like four houses down. Okay. Um, in the cul-de-sac. Got so, it. in the cul-de-sac, literally, was like, I lived on Palmdale Street. He lived in Palmdale Court. So, it was like, I could, yeah. Yo, y'all was like literally like a block away from each other. Yeah. And so. So, you knew him before? I saw him. I didn't. Okay. I lived on a kind of busy street. So. Uh, yeah, no. 
But I had seen him. I didn't know know him, but I've seen him. I had seen him. Definitely DL trade, all that good good stuff. And so um we pulled up to his his thing, his house, and we got the car and we go in his garage. There's where the explorations happens. How you got to the garage, Jared? What you mean? What happened to just stopping this house for him to grab whatever he needed to grab? He didn't have, it wasn't stopping to his house so to why, grab what he needed to grab. It how was, did we get to stopping this house? It what? was by, We were bypassing my house going straight to his house because he had, and he had asked me if I was gay, and I looked at him with a smart bitch, and he kept on driving to his house. Oh, Jared, that's, that's kidnapping. Okay, come on, it's carry on. It's not kidnapping because, I mean, That's okay, carry on. I'm, I'm not judging. Just kidnapping a little bit, but okay. I mean, I wasn't complaining because I knew what was going to happen. Because you was a kid that wanted to get kidnapped. For no, I was a curious teenager. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I, I did say yes when, I did, when he asked me if I was gay. So you said yes. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? I need details. Like all the details. <laughs> I said yes. You want like you want, you want his responses and everything? Yes. Goodness gracious, Mookie. You basically want to say his name. Oh God. So I said yes. He was just like and we keep driving. And I can't I can't quite remember if I said anything when we passed my house, because you had to pass my house to get to his. Um he kept driving, he just kept looking at me and I I already knew what was gonna happen. I kinda I kinda already put two and two together because when you when he started grabbing like it wasn't like a subtle grab, like he grabbed himself. Like and he had on dickies, like work pan dickies, the gray ones. The dark gray ones. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that you remember his pants down to the color and brand. I just remember the fabric, how it moved and I if that, I guess it was my first time seeing genitals move in that fabric. So ever since that moment, when I've seen that fabric on other people, mm-hmm. I just know how it moves. So I always pinpoint my eyes to that location. Forgive me if I've ever looked you in your crotch <laughs> while walking past you. And, <laughs> and you had on gray dickies. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, literally, like I could... He passed my house, and I don't remember if I said anything. I probably didn't because I was just <laughs> <laughs> a curious teen. He was a curious teen, um, sure. And so we pulled up to his uh, garage, and uh, we sat there for a couple seconds. And he got out, and he was like, "Come on!" And I, little old me, being so fucking submissive, okay. And kidnapped. You were kidnapped, Jared. No. So you had to do what you need to do to protect yourself. No, well. I mean, I protected myself in that situation, but um, once we got in the garage, um, it definitely was his mama house. His mama went home. I mean, he was 22, you know, he's good, nigga, you know. Um, See, so but he stayed, like, his, he's, his quarters was the garage. Like, he had turned the garage into his room. Mm-hmm. So, that's where we ended up. Okay. And I sat there on his bed, street clothes and all and all, and he went to the bathroom. Bathroom wasn't in the garage, so I was sitting in my I was like, like, do I like run? <laughs> Not do I run, but I was sitting there like, do I get naked? Do I get like I would have definitely left. <laughs> he would have came back no, and you I, have. I would have been home. No, you wouldn't have. I was very much a scary teen. I would have been home. Okay. Mine would have been like, Well you were uh just walking. 
I'd have definitely came back home. Definitely. All right. Um. So he came back. He came back, and he, you know, he took off his shoes, and he started taking off his pants. And he was like, "So, you know, you ever, you know?" He asked me if I had ever done anything. I told him no. You know, I've only had sex with a girl. But, you know, I've been thinking about it. He's like, you ever sucked some dick before? And I was like, no. So we were just, we were just, um, yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, yeah, he asked me if I ever did that. I was like, no. No. That happened. I gave him fellatio. That was the first time. I hate that word. <laughs> Can you just say, like, you done the deed? <laughs> Like, can we end it with that? Like, so I've done the deed. The deed was done. Well, because the deed was done twice. Because the first time it was just... Oh, Jared, you was a little too curious. No, 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 no. The first time it was just an oral experience. The second time, that's when we went full, you know, full, full-fledged. Thank you, thank you. Playing patty cake. Um, and after that, that's you when... You roll, roll, roll your boat. That part. I will say that part. That part. Hope he's doing well now. Hmm. Hope he's doing well. So have you had you seen him after these experiences? Uh, I didn't. I haven't seen him since because he left the neighborhood right after I graduated. But he was he wasn't out. But right? he he left because you was you was graduating. He didn't need to be there no more, Jared. His main piece was leaving, so he could do it. I wasn't his main piece, though. Were you the We only did it twice. Doesn't mean he wasn't his main piece. Maybe he just was not a very sexually active person. Child, boo. In four years, and we only did it twice. I mean, I'm like him. I'm not sexually active. Whatever. Anyway. Um, I will say I never saw him with a girl. I never saw him with a girl. But anyway, I digress. Um, Haven't seen him. Honestly, not that I'm thinking maybe I should look him up on Facebook and see if I find him on Facebook. Let's not be stalkers. Okay. Let's let him live his life. We gonna let him live his life. I don't want that. No How more. was it? It wasn't his first time. I'll say that. He knew his way around the man. Yeah, or he just knew how to. Uh, yeah. Okay. Carry it was on. gentle. Mm-hmm. It was gentle. At first, it was you know how it go, you know, but. After we got the, the ball rolling, and it was a fun experience. And I think it was for me more of the um, the emotional connection. You know? oh, so y'all was emotionally connected? He, he wasn't your average, you know, let me fuck you. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's the truth. It was like, come on. Oh, Jesus, my nerves, child, my nerves. He was gentle. He was a gentle... Hood figure. Ah. Ah. Oh, that was not me, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but yeah, after that experience, um, I will say I've never had intercourses with anyone, or I guess experimented with anyone in school. That part I will say, mm. never. Everybody I've you know. Done the dirty way has been outside of mm. school life. Which I can say the same. That's a shame. 
Uh, he's supposed to be in there learning. I was. And you learning the wrong thing. No. You learning the wrong nope. thing. It helps me with my biology degree. That's just sad. Not sad. That's just sad. And I had a lot of female friends. Hmm. I grew up in a female household. Like there were, there really weren't many men in my upbringing. Right. And and that goes with my family too. Like there's not many men in my family. Girls dominate the genetic pool. Mm-hmm. Literally, I, all my cousins. Cause you know, your cousins are your best, your first friends. Right. All the cousins I hung out with were female. My mom, my mom only had one brother. Most of the time, growing up, he was incarcerated. Right. So I was always around. I, I hate to put it like this, but I was always around. You know, the conversations about D.I.C.K. and that's what I picked up on. And you took it and ran with it. I huh? ain't run with it. I like You're tiptoe. Still running. I tiptoe. I ain't running, baby. I'm gliding with God. I'm playing. Um, Dude, don't bring don't bring Jesus up in this. He ain't put that in. Jesus mind. is the only man I need. Jesus loves God. Mm-hmm. So yeah, going into high school, it was I was troubled a little bit because I had a lot of female friends. I was shaped like a girl. My voice was still, you know, I haven't really crossed over into puberty like like that. So you hadn't grew into it. And then I read a lot of erotic books. Why you roll your eyes? Because no one kids read Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. You want to read <laughs> erotic books? Well, it was like it. Look, my mom read erotic books. And so whatever she read, I read. Grant, we got to keep in mind, I was always around my mom. That is true. Always around my... What my mom did, I did. I was a, a very inquisitive child. Mm. So I was always in her belonging. She had these novels, like these erotic novels. And after a while, I was able to pinpoint where she would find these erotic novels at the library because I was able to also walk to the nearest library from my house. And so I read those books. Um, and this one person in particular would always criticize me for reading homoerotic books, saying that, you know, that's why you're gay. So by criticize, you mean bully? Yeah, basically bully. Just always saying, oh, he must be gay. He gotta be gay. Oh, straight boys don't do that. Straight boys don't do that. Straight boys don't do that. So it was always confronting me. It was like, you just come out. You just, you know, we know you're gay. Like, pushing me. Right. And that, mm, that affected me. That affected me because there'd be times where she would walk up, or her and her friends would walk up, literally, and they'll just like jump in my face to see how I react. Now, mind you, she forget that she was fucking with a trill ass bitch. Still, I was taught to protect myself. So when a bitch jump in my face, who jump? Who jump mm-hmm. back? You ready? I'm ready. Like I'm ready like to go. I'm TTG. Pizza. I'm trained to go. I'm TTG. Okay. Um. Anyway, my mom knew I was gay well before anybody in my family, anybody else in my family knew. Mm. My mom knew I was gay well before anybody in my family knew. My mom knew I was gay before I came out to my friends. 
And I think that's why me and my mom have such a, a good kind of relationship, even though we go back and forth sometimes. Um, a good relationship. Okay, I feel like I've been that's talking a, too long. No, that's no, that's that's really good because a lot of people don't have that experience. So you have a unique experience where your family accepted it off the jump. Because I know that is not a common thing. You know, kids get thrown out of homes. Kids get beat. Kids get abandoned. You got welcome to be who you are. She was one of those parents who realized this little boy is not an athlete. Right. My mom knew it from the get-go. Literally, I remember when um, I was playing t was, was it t-ball or softball? Was, Maybe it's t-ball. Softball is for women, child. It was t-ball. You play like, you're like five or six. Yeah. yeah it's t-ball. T-ball, Jesus. And I remember being out on the field, and this was still around when my dad was in my life, kind of in and out. I remember being out on the field, running, going from base to base, dropping everything in the middle of the game, on the field, Mookie, taking my helmet off. Screaming out loud, I want to dance. When I tell you my dad was hot, my dad was so mad. He tried. I think he tried to whoop me that night. I think he tried to whoop my ass that you night. embarrassed him. <laughs> I think he tried to whoop me that night. My, my mom was like, hell to the no. Um, Your mom was like, my baby want to dance, child. And sure enough, third or fourth grade, she enrolled me into ballet. And I was a superstar. So I feel like your mom always knew. Yeah, but my mom was supportive, and my mom was my mom was like, because my mom is also a twin. Mm-hmm. So out of the the twins, my mom was a little bit more liberal, mm-hmm. more laid back, more relaxed. Yeah. My uh, my aunt, rest in peace, was more guided in her faith. Got it. And so you know, my mom, you know, she, you know, and that's the, that's the complex you often get with twins. You have one that's. Rowdy and one that's conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, like with me and my twin. You have a twin. Yeah. Who you a twin? He deep down inside. He de- you ate him. Um, no, it's just me. Multiple personalities. Oh, that sounds like you crazy. <laughs> Say that. Um, but yeah, she was very open with it, and so my mom she put me in dance. She, you know, she supported me with. The various instruments that I wanted to play, I was in band. Like she was very much so like supportive, and I appreciate that. See that, so that is that is really good. I I really really love that. Um, I love that dynamic, like that your mom was able to support you along that journey. Because I mean, no kids should go through that alone. So. That is so you never had like most kids have thoughts of like self harm and you know things like that. You maybe have not had those thoughts. I don't say I've never had those thoughts because there's definitely been moments where I felt isolated, mm-hmm. and there's been moments where I felt judged. And being that I at that time I was the only one in my situation, where I felt like I was the only one in my situation, I couldn't necessarily run to talk to anybody. Right. And being so young, you don't necessarily know all of your resources. Mm-hmm. There may have been thoughts in my mind, but I will say I've always been the kind of person I could never physically harm myself. I could never cause pain to myself. That's why I ain't got no tattoos, because I don't. 
Unless it's another type. But of yeah, pain. you're not a you're not a thrill like you're not a pain thrill seeker. I'm not. And my sister, she's she's a thrill seeker. That's that Scorpio shit. Uh, uh-uh, that's not with me. I'm a Libra. We we two we more crazy. Balanced. Yeah. Okay. No, we balanced. We balanced. We balanced. <clears throat> um. So yeah, I can I could never self inflict pain on myself. Now, have there been thoughts of you know? Oh, I won't say have been thoughts of me taking my own life, but have. I thought of how how others affected if something was to happen to me, and that shit gets me. That tear jerks me up when I think about when I think about like my funeral and shit like that. That shit tears me up. Like the idea of dying young, that tears me up. When you think about your funeral, think about your parent. Like Ooh. that that tear right right. That shit tears me up. Um, so never have I thought about like self harming myself. Now. Mm. Has depression come along? Yes. I think depression is something that just happens throughout your life. Honestly. Right. Um, but no, I never, I never. You never self-inflicted harm. And you never really thought about, like you thought about it, but you never could follow through because you couldn't harm yourself. I can't harm myself. I don't like to bleed. I don't like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <clears throat> Yikes. That's a, that's a little interesting. So, um, with all that being said, would you say you was more so privileged growing up, or you faced more obstacles because of everything that you had been through, or were you aware of either or? I don't think I was aware. I wasn't aware. But at the same time, I think it may have been just a little bit of privilege only because I was not like my other cousins, I should say. Like, I wasn't that <clears throat> macho guy. I wasn't the PlayStation. I didn't, you know, literally me and my grandmother would sit in the bed all day and watch the Food Network. Like, I'm a whole housewife over here. I was never, I ain't like going outside. Like, my grandma would tell you, I ain't like sweat. I was very... I won't say I was spoiled because I wasn't spoiled. I just had certain preferences. Like I hmm. I wasn't getting dirty. I wasn't going outside playing no dirt. I wasn't going outside barefoot. I wasn't going outside getting dirty. I sit in this house and cook. I sit in AC. I was never an outside. I was never an outside kid. I hated recess. I was never an outside kid. So I think I just my family was aware of those being Jared preferences. Hmm. I don't necessarily think it was spoiled. Now, granted, I am my mom's only son, so I am her baby boy. You know, of how many siblings? Three, and there's an eleven year difference between me and my middle sister. Hmm. So when I came around, my sisters, I guess they they felt as if my mom was more lax. With me, because you know, you, you get, you get, as you get older in age, some people, some parents get more lax with disciplinary actions. Um, I, I will admit, in my adult life, I got away with a lot more shit than I should have. Okay, I got away with a lot more stuff than I should have. I never grew up in a a wealthy situation, you know. But at the same time, we weren't dirt poor, right? We were we were just like right below the middle class line, like right there. And my mom, single parent, she did her she did her freaking best. 
she worked hard and she's worked with the post office, still works with the post office my entire life. So I think I think it's just for me, I I wasn't aware, but at the same time I didn't have a hard I didn't have a hard upbringing. I think because I was a I was always around women. Right. I was always around caring women. I wasn't bad. I was quiet. I was shy at times. So they did not mind having me around. I wasn't like I wasn't one of those kids who you couldn't tell to sit down. Right. right. There was a knucklehead. Yeah, I paid attention. I listened. I was not that child. So I think that kind of contributed to quote unquote privileges because I, you know, I was thought of as more mature than my cousins. Right. So I was given sometimes more responsibility. I was privy to some information. I was sometimes I'd be in rooms where conversations are being had that I should not be witnessing. So you was one of those kids that was always in grown folks' business. Yes, I will say that. I was always in grown folks' business. I always got told to get out of grown folks' business. I got told that, but I ain't leave. I ain't leave. And I, I will say I had a smart mouth then at growing up too. Like I I always had something witty to say. Like I have always something witty to say today. I always had something witty to say and like hmm. off the cannon and Interesting. Yeah. So you mentioned that you know you were bullied. Uh, was the bullying a lot like a lot of homophobia? Was it not just oh you know teenage stuff? But was it a lot because you were gay? Um, and if so, like how did you deal with that? My bullying was less physical, more mental, and more mental. Mm. And I I think part of my Bullying being less physical was because I wasn't that flamboyant gay in high school. I was like I was gay and I hung around flamboyant gays, mm. but I was not that flamboyant gay. And I <clears throat> I would witness my gay friends being bullied because they were like I one guy, he wasn't my friend, but he was I knew of him. Montel, I remember him being jumped. What? By a, a group of straight, toxic men. Mm. Boys, I should say. And there's still like a lot of um, like uncertainty of, on why he was jumped, but I can, 95%, I can tell you it was because he was a flam, he was flamboyant. And he and they, and they probably started with him, what, like picking on him, and he responded with some shady ass shit. Right. Um, my friend Daniel, he goes by Danielle now. I remember him being subject to a lot of like bullying. But at the same time, he had a way harder life than I did. Mm. Um, he had a way harder life than I did. <clears throat> but yeah, mine was more mental. Mine was more, you know, you're gay. You know, you're like, and you, I was one of those people who observed everything. So I would look and I would, I can immediately tell who's talking about me. Right. So I would always catch those moments. I used to talk with my neck, I talk with my hands. My voice is not as deep. Mm hmm. 
you know, I hung a lot, a lot of females. It was very much so, he gay, he gotta be gay. Like, it was always that, he gay. And people walk up to me, you gay, you gay as hell, you gay as fuck, you gay as shit. It was never physically bullying. Right. Because if it was physically, I would, a bitch was coming home you from a fight. I was TTG, a bitch, a bitch was coming home from, from a fight. Um, yeah, to be honest, after I came out, it was kind of 50-50. It was half of the people who criticized me celebrated me. Half of the people who criticized me still was hating. Hmm. I support that. So where is Jared now? What is he doing now? I'm still pushing the life. life. Heard. Collected. Mm-hmm. Understood. I'm still pussy popping through life. Um, <clears throat> Jared is... I like to think of myself as an experience. Mm-hmm. I'm not. You sound like you're an escort right now. What you mean? I'm not I think escort. of myself as an experience. I I'm am, a joyride. I you, am an experience. You're escorting yourself. I'm Just, not escorting myself. Okay. I'm not escorting. I don't play them. That's you. I don't play them. Can't, they can't afford me in a way. They can't afford me either. I'm starting to realize that. I mean, but you're not. You're no longer in Florida. Uh huh. I miss Florida sometimes, though. But, uh-huh. but yeah, Jared's now trying to be an international sensation. Sen- see, now a sensation sounds like an escort. I mean, you said it first. No, you say sensation. Mm-hmm. I just said international. I could have said an international experience. Sounds like a joyride. Experience. I am like a joyride though. It sounds like kind of. I am a joyride though. <clears throat> you know that I'm fun. I'm fun. I'm a virgin. That's all things escorts would say. I'm a virgin. I'm an experience. I'm a joyride. I'm fun. <laughs> and you know what that says? I am fun though. I'm outgoing. I'm secretly an accountant, but behind closed doors, I'm an escort for some senator. That's that hit, that hit a little too close to home. It's like you've been in a situation or two before. Lies. <laughs> I plead the fifth. You plead the fifth? That tell that, me right there, that's that, a lie. No. <laughs> Anytime you plead the fifth. Is that not what it's used for? You you plead the fifth mean you're not gonna say a damn thing. Oh no, 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 no. I meant lies. <laughs> lies, 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 lies. I can't even spell escort. It's not in my vocabulary. Ha! I'm screaming right now. Anyway, there was a point in time where I I lost all confidence. And there was a point in time where, you know, I did lose some of the things that made people fall in love with me. It was one point in time where I started losing a lot of my respect for myself. So the Jared and the now, because part of Jared is still damaged, but the Jared and the now is a lot more cautious, a lot more aware. Still trying to find himself, still pussy popping through life. But the Jared in the now is very much so an educational adventure. Because mm-hmm. I'm learning things about myself every day. And I'm and I'm as I learn those things, I'm placing those things in cue and to, to make sure they align with my life and stay consistent. Interesting. So now you're in the DMV, obviously. Um, so what kind of brought you here? The illustrious Howard University brought me here. 
The illustrious, but scamming. Don't do that. Don't do that. How would you Don't do that. That's that's your own reservations. That's your own reservations. No, I said illustrious because they are. They're an amazing establishment and institution. Mm-hmm. But we all know they scam. And if there's any alumni out there that say they ain't got scammed off of Howard, they is a lie. Howard probably lost one of these scholarships or something, child. Anyway, carry on. I mean, but a lot of HBCUs operate operate in that way. I wouldn't know. I graduated from PWI. See, that's the problem. You graduated from a PWI. The blacker <laughs> the college, the sweeter the knowledge. Don't don't try to make something up now. That's that is that's the saying. That's the saying. I've never heard of it. The blacker the college, you know, the why? sweeter the knowledge. You know why? What? Because we was never in competition at my university. What you mean? Well, it's only one university in Louisiana. So. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. It's only one major city. Don't do in that. <laughs> it's only, oh, you know this one. It's only one airport in Louisiana. <laughs> we have like three. You have three airports? Well, I mean, Ooh, child. Oh, you're only really flying into one. No, wait. How many international airports y'all got? I don't know. Probably exactly. One. Exactly. Exactly. I think only one. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Anyway, uh, what was your question? Don't do that. <laughs> don't be rude like that. You know, I. You know, I. Cause you be throwing salt over here. I do not. You be throwing salt. You just said we hunt alligators. That was a genuine. That was something that I truly thought was the truth. You actually thought we go out there with our motherfucking yes. uh, I had, like, crocodile, hunter, crocodile hunter boots on, yeah. duck whistles. What kind of? But I was like, you know, look at my, look at me, quack 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 quack, hunting ducks and stuff. Do this look like Duck Dynasty to you? Yes. Do this look like Duck Dynasty to you? I just told you. I sat in the house and watched Food Network all day. You think I'm gonna go out here and hunt? Well, you was only a housewife, Jared. Everybody else was, you know, out there hunting for like. You was raised as a housewife. I deserve a family of five. Me, 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 and me. Mm. That's my family of five. Ooh, child. Me, 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 and me. Ooh, child. That's interesting. Hmm. So Howard brought you here. Mm-hmm. What's the plans after Howard? Well, I honestly, I came to D.C. because... I originally wanted to make make my way to New York, but I feel like if I was to move straight from Florida to New York, I would die. Mm-hmm. So, um, I definitely wanted DC to be a, a good medium. This pin mm. hanging from your hair is killing me. <laughs> That's funny. Um, see, I thought I would die if I moved straight to New York. Um. But I really like DC. I like the people here. Mm. It's a very different pace from where I'm from. Mm. A lot faster, which I I like. Something I was seeking when I left Florida. Um, that's why I'm here. After after Howard, I just want to travel, Mookie. I don't. I've always been that kind of person. I've never wanted a large family. I've always thought of myself as being the rich uncle with the frequent flyer miles who went from house to house every six months visiting the people. T- 
taking the chair on uh, shopping sprees to the outlet mall, come back, do all that, and within three days, give you the kids, and I fly out to Sacramento or something to go back to work, and I'll see y'all again in six months. Interesting. So what would be your ideal ideal career? <clears throat> I do know my entire life I wanted to do something in the media industry. Because I know I, I'm not tooting my horn or anything. But you are. I am a very talented individual. So I've always wanted to do something in the media industry, whether it was film, it was theater, it was music, it was even down to like entertainment management, um, creative directing. I have a creative eye. Yeah. So that's always something and I've always been keen on doing what I wanted to do especially after high school because I graduated with all my culinary stuff and I only did really did the culinary stuff because I was you need to do something that's you know going to reap in the end you need to like how you I guess you were pushing to biology I don't know if you were pushing to biology Ooh, child, I'm talk about that. Okay, okay. But after after I graduated, I realized I did not want to be a cook. I didn't want to cook. I didn't want to be working like this for 40 years. And and after 40 years, I'm just getting my first restaurant. No. No, I didn't want that. So I literally pushed myself. I maneuvered as if, Jared, you do not need to wake, wake up in the morning and regret going to work or hate your job. Hmm. I like it. So... That is pretty much all. Um, now, oh, there's more to a bitch like me. I mean, no, there, there's definitely levels to you. Level up, and then different complexities that you know. I think we'll get into later in different topics. But I think this is a good introduction for the audience to get to know you better, get to connect with you, get to understand. And pick your brain apart a little bit. You know? What do you think? Oh, I love talking about me. I mean, obviously. Don't do that. Don't let me take my earrings off because you try me, Mookie. Ugh. So you guys, this is it. We're gonna wrap it up. Are we gonna wrap it up? Please wrap it up, y'all. Safe sex is the best sex. Okay, wrap that shit up. I just had to throw that out there, huh? Um, um, yes, it. So, sex is the best. It's okay. I agree. They have them. They got them ultra thin condoms, girl. The things work wonders, honey. Okay, look. Plan B, stay stacked. Stay. Just make sure everything is good. Well, Plan B is expensive. Who finna pay seventy five dollars for a plan? I mean, maybe I'll pay seventy five. I'll pay a million in um. Expenses. I can push. I already told my friends. But first of all, I can't get nobody pregnant. Say who, friend? Says Jesus. When you, when he said that, he talked to me. That's when why. I, when I sat in the Bible. That's why I had sex with no woman. Because when I said when I sat in the Bible, pregnant. Huh? And it's in Corinthians. It's in chapter three, verse nine. This is blasphemy that's been spoken right now. <laughs> So, you guys, that is it. This is Jared's intro to Two Gays, One Mic. 
now that we know who Jared is and a little bit about his background and where he come from and how he got to where he is and where he going and how he gonna get that. Period. Well, we ain't talk about how I'm gonna get the bump. But you know we gonna get that. I mean, real gangsters move in silence. So I already don't need y'all knowing Ooh. all my moves. Period, Pooh. <laughs> Period. So feel free to follow us on Instagram. Hey. Our Instagram is at two gays dot one mic. Also, you can follow us on our personal Instagram. Mine is underscore king.dg. And mine is at Avid the Great. Yes, feel free, you guys, feel free to DM us, email us, comment. Um, just if there's anything that you want to say, any comments, questions, or concerns that you need to get off your chest and that you want to, you know, talk to us about, feel free to communicate with us. We're very personal with people, easy to talk to, and we love to hear what you guys have to say. So don't hesitate. Just hit us up, you know. If you have a topic that you want us to discuss, feel free to drop it in our DM. You know, maybe next weekend we give you a little shout out and be like, look, look, Quincy said this is what we need to talk about. So that's what Quincy? we talked about. You know, that's that's what came to my mind, Quincy. Who who you know named Quincy? Nobody, but today there's a Quincy. <laughs> so, you know, just let us know. Feel free. Don't hesitate. We love you guys. And thank you. Thank you. You, you, and you, and you, and you. You get a car. You get a car. Okay, but we're not Oprah. I can't even give you uh You can be Oprah deep. I can't, I can't even feel give like all of them a ham Well, actually, I am Oprah because I agree with her philosophies on, like, not her philosophies on life and shit, but her. How about Zika's Monique? not alive right now. But I, I identify with her philosophy on making my money and keeping my, my motherfucking money for myself. Period. Fuck a, fuck a, fuck a spouse. Fuck a. Oprah got her side, man. But you see, she ain't never married Stedman. Stedman know what's up. Because she got another man on the other side. I mean, if that's her, if that's her prerogative, that's her prerogative. She I cheating. And her side man don't want, don't want nobody to know. I mean, if my name was Oprah and I was cheating and my man knew I was cheating, I'd just let it slide if I was a man. Because I'm, I'm with Oprah. I'm standing yeah, at Oprah's if house. I was, if I was Oprah's side man, I wouldn't say nothing. I wouldn't say I would nothing. I would shut myself up. Just keep giving the hush Pay money. my student loans. Pay my rent. Well, if you open side man and you got student loans, we got that's a whole other conversation. We need to talk about that. Right. <laughs> You're right. Pay my yacht off. Pay my penthouse off. I'm going to Las Vegas. Las Vegas. I say Las Vegas. Ah, <laughs> uh, but that is that. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you. Well, we won't see y'all. But, but actually, from, uh, you may see us before you know. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, see, you can't be giving them too much now. You, got... dun, 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 dun. you ain't got to make your look like that. You're going to fix it. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, the way you just fix your lips to make that sound is funny. Um, ew. But thank you guys for listening. You will hear from us very soon with a follow-up to this podcast. Beep! Beep! Oh, that's the heartbeat to say we we be done. Oh, I got one more thing for the culture. <clears throat> if they don't give you a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. <laughs> Shirley Chisholm. <laughs> bye, you guys. You ain't gonna say bye. No, I'm done. Oh, you this salty. Is-